0: What you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh.
1: When somebody asks you how you are, how many times do you just say, I'm okay? The truth is, we are often not okay. And in Helinka Previtt's first book, Vulnerably Authentic, A Journey to Being Okay, she dives in and talks about what it is like to truly discover who you are, and how to live as true you. I'm excited to have Helinka on today's episode of The Written Compass. She is a wonderful new author. She's a colleague. She is a friend. She's a fellow body-mind coach. And we get to talk about all sorts of amazing things today and get a sneak peek into her new book. We're so excited you're here. Come on in. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The Written Compass. Shayna Hartman here, embodied writing coach. And I probably say this every episode, but I really, 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 really mean it in this one. I have the amazing Helinka Previtt here. She is not only a recently published author f- that I have had and my team has had the pleasure of working with, um, through our embodied writing mastermind experience, but she's also a colleague, a friend, she's a fellow body mind coach, um, She's the creator of The Happy and Healthy Place. She coaches clients to align with possibilities so they can take action and really live happy and healthy. And this is what I think is so important on purpose so that they can really be kind of their truest versions of themselves. She is all kinds of trained and certified in all the amazing ways. And she lives in Chatham, Ontario, Canada. And when she's not working with clients, I love this, um, Halinka can be found on a walk with Lenny. We may talk about Lenny (laughs) a little bit because it's an important story in her book that was recently published. Um, She also might be found enjoying a little margarita and doing some writing because you're good at at margarita-ing and writing all at the same time, or begrudgingly working out with her amazing sister who really looks like your twin. I really can't get over that every time I see a picture of her. But welcome, Helinka. I'm so excited that you are here. (laughs) Thank you, Shana. I'm always excited to talk to you and
0: spend some time with you. So this is
1: great. I know. Um, Halinka and I really are good at chitter chatting. So we'll try to have some direction (laughs) with this and not just let it be all over the place like we can with our conversations. But Halinka, tell us a little bit. You're here because you are a writer. You are a published author now. And so, tell us a little bit about how you got there, and just a little bit about your book, and then we'll sort of dive in further from there.
0: Mm, I'm not gonna lie; that still gives me goosebumps, right? The fact yes. of being, the fact that it is—it's there—is a published book, and to be able to say the word "author." And I always say, I have clients who uh, who run, and they're like, "Oh, I'm not a runner because I only ran 5K." Um, and there's all this comparison, and I always am like, "At what point in time do you actually just claim it?" Yeah. We'll claim that today. Thank you, Shana. You're so, welcome. yes, I am an author and published my first book. How it started. So, I met Shana with the Body Mind Coaching Community as we did our certification. Um, I was just one wave after you. Um, and then I had the lovely pleasure of working with you as the editor for Body Mind Living Magazine as we sort of did this navigating um, cycle of magazine articles that we did for five months. And kind of it was really interesting because really through that process is really where I discovered my voice mm. in written word.
1: Mm.
0: I've always journaled, right? I've always kept notes. I'm a to-do list person, and there was always sort of that chicken scratch in sort of every single notebook that I've ever owned. Um, and I was always an avid reader. And I can remember, gosh, years and years and years ago, anytime something funny would happen or there was a story in life that was a little bit, you know, um crazy or concerning or a big lesson, it was always a little bit of a joke with family and friends that I would just say, well, typical a story, that's just another chapter for the book. Yes. And there was always sort of this idea of wouldn't that be nice if that was a goal, right? Wouldn't it be nice to be able to have something to be able to hold that legacy that you can kind of pass on? Um, but to tell you the truth, I don't know if I really believed it would ever happen mm. until we actually worked together in this embodied marketing writing program, um, which was just so brilliant to be able to add in sort of this embodiment and body-mind, which we, the two of us both love, and be able to kind of really finish it with this sort of finished project.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to introduce your your book a little bit, and, and I thank you for talking about um, all of the different ways, because writing gets to show up in so many different ways. So I just want to reflect back you have always written in some way, shape, or form. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. And um, even if you're not a journaler, there's some way that you are using writing to help you, even if it's in your to-do list, right? Even if it's in your notes to your kids, in your lunchbox, to your emails, whatever it may be, like we use the written word. We communicate, even if you're verbally more of an out loud brighter, so to speak. Like that to me is still writing creative. I, I think that's 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 part of what it's like to be a message being. So you've you've had this part of you that's always there. And then you've been living your life. And as a part of that have always been this little asterisk of that'll be a chapter in the book one day. And you're not the first person where I've heard that from a lot of the people who we wind up working with and have the pleasure of working with and helping support publish and write their book, they've said that in some way, shape, or form. So I want people to just hear that. Like if you're feeling that tug, and I love how you followed it and got to publish in Body Mind Living magazine. That is available at bodymindliving.com. By the way, go check that out. We'll have that in the show notes as well. And now we have this beautiful book, and I'm I'm holding it up, even though this isn't recorded video. <laughs> but I'm holding it in my hand because it's so exciting to hold in the hand. And we were just talking about how pretty it is. Like it's it's got this beautiful, simple cover and the title of your book is Vulnerably Authentic, A Journey to Being Okay. Talk about how this book came to be because one thing that was really interesting about working with you, Helinka, is you came with that title, at least the vulnerably authentic part. You just knew, right? So why Vulnerably Authentic? What is this book? Let's just talk about it and dive in.
0: And I think that's a beautiful thing because I forgot that I came with the title to Mm -hmm. tell you the truth. So what a beautiful memory to come back to. But really I came with the title and to go back to that we're always writing, um, that title came from a conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, I was working Um, with my coach and and I was working with you as we were doing these navigating articles and I loved the articles and they were short and sweet and yet when I finished that the five months this these five individual articles there seemed to be something that was missing um, these articles were also written at a time that was a, a drastic shift in my life. Mm. Um, I started these articles married. I ended these articles uh, legally separated and coming to a divorce. Mm. And throughout that time and really being able to use my voice to express myself, there was this beautiful safety mm. in being able to write exactly how I was feeling. Mm. And it's really, it was kind of through this um, this journey of writing these articles and just writing more and more and being able to have this real safe space, being able to put pen to paper. I still do most of my stuff pen to paper. There's so many people with technologies and computers, and that's not how my process is at all. And kind of throughout the end of that, I had never felt more myself and more comfortable and confident and fully grounded in making one of the biz- biggest decisions of my life to leave my marriage. And from that, really it was this kind of this new goal and this new way of being to just truly be authentic. Hmm. And I always talk with clients, this from a coaching perspective that the reality is, is, that in order to be truly authentic, you have to be incredibly vulnerable. And people I think miss those two components that actually coexist in a relationship Um, because really to be authentic, you're not going to be for everybody, right? And it's sort of, it's one of those things that we know that, right? We know those people we gravitate towards. We know those words that we gravitate towards. And there's other times that just, it doesn't really sit with us. and doesn't make it right or wrong. It just doesn't really connect. And knowing that that's actually a possibility requires that vulnerability in order to step forward and be fully who you are. And then through that really kind of showing up fully authentic, fully vulnerable, I realized that that was what was needed in order to actually fully accept
1: and be okay. Hmm. Yeah. And I know this because you're a coach to Halinka, like why you could have just kept that, right? Like you could have just kept on your journey and used it for you. But Why did you feel, what led you to go, you know what, this is something that needs to be out in the world. I need to put these words that have been on the inside, these, this, these feelings, these experiences, these stories. Um, Why do you feel like it needs to be in a book? Like what led you to that?
0: Mm, That's such a great question. It truly was. Um, The reality is, is that when I was in my marriage, and it was a short marriage, um, no one knew the turmoil and the struggles that we were having. Um, And I kept things completely silent out of really this sort of idea, this ideal that there was this respect in the marriage if I kept everything just between the two of us. And so when that did end, all of a sudden, the comment I got over and over again was, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. And how could you? Because I had no idea. And then through those conversations, what I really realized was that as we step forward and are vulnerably enough to be authentic, to share our stories, what it does is it gives someone else permission to share their own story.
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: And I think there's something really valuable in that to know that one, you're not alone. Um, in every aspect of life, in the funny parts and the sad parts and the crazy parts and the lessons um, and and all the sort of journey that life actually becomes, the ups and downs and the crisscrosses and upside down aspects of life. But really, we get to actually step forward, step through and step beyond our story. And doing that hand in hand with people that we know, that we love, that we don't know, um, allows that journey just to be so much more clearer and allows it to be so much more firmly rooted. And if nothing else, hopefully gives someone else the courage to be able to think of their own lives and their own journeys. Um, it was really, really neat. And that was the purpose of writing the book, but I never really understood the impact it would have until I actually got, received my first message. Um, and it was a message from a colleague who I used to work with, who we um, used to travel together with the swim team. And it was so fascinating because here is someone who I thought had this like grand time and from the external, everything was perfect. And she, her message was the same with myself. And as I shared my story of sort of the the struggles I had um, when I actually was traveling with the team, I got this thank you note.
1: Hmm.
0: And how even though this event occurred in 2016, she's just acknowledging it now, um, and that was the purpose of writing this book: is to be able to reach people out, to be able to acknowledge and share their stories of what they're doing with their journey.
1: Yeah, and I'm grateful too. You know, I've been reading this book and supporting you and writing this book for months now, and what i love is like when we started this this journey and you said yes to yourself and to this idea like you you didn't know right like you couldn't have known the impact or what was going to happen you kind of you had the tug you followed it you let the words just come the stories just come and i loved being a part of just watching you like bring that inside onto the outside and then see what happened for you, right? Like reliving them and reflecting on them and then making these amazing connections to this idea of being vulnerably authentic. Like there was a journey for you in that. And I love how it's kind of meta, right? Because now you're seeing it for the people who are reading those words. Like talk a little bit about the impact of that. Because I think that's something right like we think the idea of a book yay that sounds exciting and really fancy maybe but maybe a little bit out of our league but like just uh, do you understand what i'm asking <laughs> do i understand oh, what I, I'm and I, i'm or i'm trying, trying not to shows to, up.
0: oh my gosh i'm trying not to burst out laughing um burst out laugh here right now because truly this like this project was the most wonderful difficult Crazy emotional roller coaster thing I have ever done,
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I recommend it to everyone. <laughs> even though there was moments that it was awful, and there was so many tears, yeah. and um, yeah. wondering what the heck I got myself into, yeah. And really, it it was, it was such a healing, healing journey. Mm. And so many of those sort of like stories, like I said, oh, just typical Holinka stories and just one for the chapter of the book. What I didn't realize at the time when we sort of said that jokingly in whatever context that that was given, so many of those stories were ingrained in our memory because they actually had a traumatic re- response. Some of them was sort of a really funny traumatic response, right? That we could kind of giggle and laugh and just sort of the ridiculousness of embarrassment Um, And so many of them were sort of done because I was repeating old patterns over and over again. And it was like this hardest lesson to learn and being able to sit and reflect and write those words and learn those lessons and really see where those patterns come for myself over and over again was this beautiful lesson and journey for me without being corny to being okay. Right. Because the reality is, is those things are going to happen and there's going to be more typical Holinka stories and there's probably going to be more moments that I'm going to say, oh, that's going to be for volume two of the book. Um, and I, I look forward to having those because now I have these tools in order to process that emotion and that event quickly, mm-hmm. whether it's just sort of slightly after or it's in the moment and really kind of enjoy the humor and all of it. And in the fun, mm-hmm. that is just sort of this lesson that we have that is life. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I think that's something that you don't know until you know, like, when you start writing, because it is truly an embodiment experience. um, You don't realize that healing part, right? Like it starts off as a task, kind of, I'm going to go and write this book, I'm going to embark on it. And I think a lot of people out there do talk about writing a book as just like a pretty like a big item on a to-do list, (laughs) you know, like a bigger than, you know, going and doing your dishes. Right. And it, I think it, I think a lot gets missed when we approach it that way versus, and maybe it starts off that way. um, But when we approach it and realize and allow ourselves to really experience the writing, the words, as it shows up, really is this powerful healing experience. And I'm, probably biased but i think the writing is better i think it's it is more authentic it is healing for the writer and that's going to come across for the reader hence why you're getting these thank you notes
0: mhm absolutely and what i will say is there is actually many many words that were written that did not enter the book. Oh
1: yeah. Talk about that. Talk about oh, that. My God. I think that's important. And, and,
0: and there was even, there were stories where, when we first started, I was like vulnerably authentic. This is the story. This mm. is the, the pinnacle story that mm-hmm. is going to be there. And as I, as I did go through that process of writing it, when that thought or that topic and that idea and that chapter was finally finished, that's all that that needed to be. Um, it didn't actually flow with the rest of the content. Um, it didn't have the message that I wanted to have, but there were so many words and ideas and scenarios that were written um, that in the end, I just needed to write and to process. Yes. And some of that was actually what um, really was the catalyst of creating things that actually got into the book that I had no idea was even going to be a thought, an idea, a story, um
1: that ended up really being some of my favorite pieces. Yeah, this is this is why uh, thank you for sharing that because this is why yes, it's great to come into writing and writing a book or writing an article or writing an email whatever you're writing with an idea, with an inkling. But what I'm here is like being open when you're embodied in it, you're open to using the writing as a vehicle to get to where you actually, what you actually need to share or what is actually meant to come forward. And so when you allowed yourself that space to just write to write, allow whatever stories were coming up. I remember those conversations where uh, we use um, a tool called Boxer, where we get to just talk and blab back and forth nice and easy between our sessions with each other. And these stories would come up and Sometimes they are just meant for you. And once you write those, it does open the pathway for, ah, this is actually what I want to share about that. Or this is the one part of that story that's important. And I love that. And that's what I think led to, I'm going to talk about kind of how you organize this book, because I think it's really powerful, is you've got three sections. So the book, Halinka kind of approaches it as, and, and there's sort of a tagline of your coach in a book. For living aligned with who you truly are. And so Helinka's got three sections. Section one is where you are. Section two is coaching a book. And section three is you are okay. So talk a little bit about how those sections came to be and kind of what your intention was behind them. Because I think it's really cool how it kind of came about.
0: Absolutely. Um, Well, I am a coach and I work with predominantly women really aligned with possibilities so that they can live life on purpose, happy and healthy. And I and doing this and I've I've been a coach and I've been a massage therapist for going on 18 years. I've been a coach going on for five years now. Um, And what's fascinating is coaching was always something that really happened with my massage clients just innately. It was something that was so it's just such a part of the process as you're communicating with these people. And really, I would say almost the most vulnerable position that they could be in as, on a massage table. And how this sort of book came out of me really allowing myself to be vulnerably authentic is that what I found happening in this coach-client relationship was they were putting me on a pedestal saying how easy it is for you to live this stuff you don't know what I'm going through. Hmm. And really, um, being someone who loves the role of coach, which means I ask way too many questions, I ask more questions than I answer questions. What I ended up finding out is that people felt close and felt like they were in a deep relationship with me without actually knowing much about my personal life, because I wasn't being vulnerably authentic. Mm. So part of this story, and the reason why we separated these things into chapters, was section one of being like, you are here. Was a lot of my own journey, was a lot about being able to share my own vulnerabilities, was a lot about being able to share some of my own struggles that I've had in life, which really were, although awful, the foundation to what it is that I do now and the tools that I teach my clients. Mm. And they use myself. And because of these tools, clients are able to look at me and say, You have it all together, which I don't. None of us do. None of us do. Um, yeah. And thank goodness that none right. of us do, because right. there wouldn't be good stories that actually came right. out, right? I, I have enough typical Holinka stories that we were able to write a book about this. So, and guaranteed there'll be more. Um, and so that's really where the You Are Here section kind of started from was it was my chance to truly, truly live and be vulnerably authentic.
1: Hmm. Yeah, and then we get the coach in the book, so we get the tools. And I want to so talk. These,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm like these. And these. What I'm like. This is the part I'm most excited yeah. about. Is these really are kind of the five foundational tools that I use with all my coaching clients, Um, and really. I wanted this book to be able to be used as a self-discovery, a self-discipline, a self-learning structure so that you don't need to necessarily take the steps to hire anybody, that you're able to do that work yourself. And when you're ready to go deeper, that's where you get to explore the relationship between client and coach.
1: Yeah. I love that. I want to point out because it just came up in a conversation um, that we just had the other day during one of our writing sessions with our community. Um, your third tool is called understanding the should shame cycle. And you tell a story about in, in the in this chapter about going to the gym. Mm-hmm. And I just want I, I'll kind of like talk slash read from it because I've got it right here. But You signed up and you were like, I am going to go to the gym. And you had to sign up like to hold your spot, right? That would be my commitment. And I remember you sharing about that. And here comes the alarm, right? And you're like, "Mm, alarm, I don't want to do this, right? And you said, Halinka, you should get up. You committed to the gym, right? You took someone's spot and you'll let them down if you don't go. You'll feel better after you go. You're a lazy piece of bloop if you don't go. This was the encouraging pep talk, you write, that my brain gave me as I rolled out of bed. As I entered the gym, the group is huddled in a circle, chatting, smiling, and laughing. I try to hide the disgust on my face as I observe their seemingly joyous behavior. And here comes your self-talk again, right? Helinka, you should smile. You should join in on the conversation. You look like a psychopath standing away from the group, staring at them in revulsion. My brain shaming encouragement keeps coming in strong. And then you go on and tell the story of, like, getting through the workout, and then your body literally going, uh, no. And you wound up leaving the gym kind of like midway or so through the workout. And then you explain and kind of talk through this should shame cycle. So can you just share a little bit, like, what is that? Um, Yeah. Tell us more about that one particular tool, because I think it's a really powerful one. And it will really get people excited about reading the rest of the book.
0: I feel like that is a, a scenario that most of us yes. can really um, understand and be like, relate to. Um, and I also I came at this um, scenario where and I think this is also relatable where I used to be really active. Um, I did triathlons, you know, what I mean, I was always on sports teams, I've run marathons and the whole bit. And then life happens, where that shifts and, and I no longer identify as a I would say a crazy person who decides to do six hours of exercise (laughs) on a Saturday and Sunday for fun. Mm -hmm. Um, God bless those people. I love you. And maybe one day again, but so not interested at the moment. So here we are like signing up and just wanting to be healthy and wanting to lose some weight. And you know what I mean? Wanting to feel good in your skin. And in order to do that, you should go to the gym. You should eat a certain way. You should drink so much water um, and the list I think all of us can sort of understand goes on and on and on and on. And the reality is, is and as a coach, should is my least favorite word, because the more that we should on ourselves, the more shame that actually comes when we do not do that action. Hmm. And there is a certain level of willpower that you can do. Hmm. I should go to the gym. I signed up for the 6am workout, I had gone fairly regularly. Um, this was not my first week of workouts. I had known these people I've laughed with these people like this, you know, what I mean, was a community that I was quite comfortable with. Um, and there's so many times when that oh, I should go you go because oh, I want to make a habit. And I you're absolutely right, I, sh- I should go do this. But the more that we put the pressure on that, even though that's not actually serving us, This feeling of shame comes in when we can't follow through, or we can't accomplish, or we don't succeed in whatever that action that should is. The rest of the story happens when um, I decided to listen to my body, which was screaming in pain, Um, screaming in pain from a a bunch of autoimmune illnesses that I have. There was referral going down my leg. There was shooting electrical volts going down to my toes. Um it was just absolutely miserable and when I finally made the decision that being to listen to my body and being like I cannot do this and to get in my car and leave halfway through which oh felt so embarrassing and so shameful that I could not complete the workout that I had tried to originally continue yeah I had to speed away from that gym so freaking quickly because I knew my brain, if I didn't allow myself to leave there as fast as I can, my brain would have overpowered my body and forced me to stay for the rest of the hour. Yeah. And so what we talk about in the book is instead of really focusing on the should shame cycle, which really is an old pattern that all of us, I think, live on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. is actually shifting it to a could and so I could go to the gym and does that really serve me at this moment
1: right
0: um so really giving ourselves the opportunity to be really able to be intentional to live this embodied way that we talk about in the book that you and I focus on with coaching Mm -hmm. Um, and really starting to come from this beautiful place of harmony So that we can actually live in an aligned way that serves us most. Because the reality is, is that my brain said I should go to the gym. But if I actually allowed myself that and I could go to the gym. And right now my body, it it just does not serve me. That rest day would have actually been more beneficial and more motivating the next day when I got up and it's like 6am, it's time to go to the gym.
1: Right. Because what we say yes to, right, we're, we're saying no to something else and vice versa. So I want people to hear this isn't about, oh, then you just never, you know, like you never go and do the thing that would that is beneficial. It's not about that. It's, it's really taking a moment, taking a breath to feel into, right? I could do this. And yes, that is the best thing that does feel good for me today. Or and I think I need to rest today so that I can do it at full capacity tomorrow, whatever the it may be. And I just love that. And so if you, if you, people who are listening right now, like find a little click in whatever we just shared there in, in the should shame cycle as just one tool, just imagine having all five of the tools at your fingertips at any time. Halinka's book is full of these things. And it's also full of stories. I love that it's easily accessible. It's personable. The stories are that beautiful blend of who you are, which is just this this fun, hilarious, um, sarcastic, right, way about you. And so, so, so real and reflective and, and able, like you help us process that pain uh, that sometimes comes from some of those, you know hilarious, but sort of tragic, like you said, sometimes traumatic events that happen. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad this book exists. I'm so glad you said yes. I'm so glad it's already touching people. We, we had another uh, one of our writers just the other day talk about how she bought multiple copies of Helinka's book and is literally passing it out to her friends and her own clients. This is the power of getting your words out there. So, Halinka, if someone was thinking about, right, like, oh, that'll be a chapter in the book one day, but they haven't quite yet taken that next step. Is there anything that you would love for them to know? Oh, my gosh.
0: Two things. One is just to start writing it down. Mm -hmm. Um, Let it be messy. Don't let it have to make sense right so much of it is actually just the processing of um, there's something really beautiful and there's so much science behind this of actually putting pen to paper and actually releasing that um, memory releasing that trauma and actually kind of processing it out so um, I do I highly highly recommend if you're not already into the practice of that giving yourself permission whether it's once a day once a week once a month to actually sit and give yourself 15 20 minutes to process it just paper to pen unconsciously hmm. allow that to be released um, and number 2 hire a damn coach <laughs> oh my gosh i um i there's there is no way that this project would have been completed Um, if it weren't for Shana and her team. And this is, in all honesty, there is something really beautiful. And this is why we do coaching, right? Like I think, and all of us coaches, I coach and hire a coach. Um, And the reason we do that is because there's something so powerful with the coaching and client relationship that allows you to move forward, that allows you to process everything that actually is coming up during the process of achieving whatever goal that you're at. And also realizing that sometimes it's not actually about achieving the goal. Right. And they're having something so such a beautiful project and such a big daunting project as finishing a a book, which still sounds crazy in my head as (laughs) I say it, Um, to be able to have that team, to be able to walk you through it and to be able to go through the whole process Um, There is so much more than just cover design and putting it together and helping upload the files, etc. It really is that journey that you're able to heal and go through your own words so that you're able to share that with others.
1: Mm. Yeah. I hear that. My writing doesn't happen by myself. And there's really no other, all these beautiful books that we love and adore and read and reread. Don't let you, yourself be fooled. They did not do that by themselves. It And so whatever support looks like for you, I, I completely agree with Halinka. Get it, use it, access it, invest in it, whatever that looks like for you. Because that's, that's how our work gets out there. We need that support because there's so many things as you're stepping, like you said, Lincoln, when you step into that journey that you don't realize are going to come up. And if you don't have that support around you, it's really easy for you to just stop (laughs) whatever the goal may be, but particularly with, with writing and writing a book.
0: Oh my gosh. It's, it would be so easy to stop because it's the project. It would be almost never finished, Right. right? Like um, although this book is released, like my journey of living vulnerably authentic and learning what that means is, is not over,
1: yeah.
0: um, nor are these only the five tools that I use with my clients. These I just find are the five foundational tools that I use with my clients. And what I will say is that working with a coach and having this big goal, please have a, an idea of what you want that finished project to be. Now, I was very specific on saying an idea, because don't be attached to it. This does not look like what I originally yeah. thought this would look like, which is more beautiful than I could have ever imagined. But to allow yourself permission to complete it. Mm. I know so many brilliant writers um, who have talked about writing a book or talked about putting a blog post or talked about really just sharing their stories in their lives And have gone draft after draft after draft that even they've revised it so many times that the message is actually lost and they never put it out there. Um, And I don't know, are you an author if you don't actually share your words? Like, can you you communicate without actually communicating with someone else in whatever form that is? Written words, song, sign language, emails, pictures, whatever that communication language is. And so to be able to have that goal and someone to hold you accountable for that completion, whatever that looks like, is so valuable. Um, and Cheetah, can I share a funny story? Sure. We we completed this project and uploaded this project and there was errors in the file. And I think that's actually hysterical. And we've talked back and forth about being, oh, what would we have done differently and et cetera. And the answer is I wouldn't have done anything differently Because the beautiful thing is we were able to fix that small error. So for those of you who do have a copy of the book at the end of chapter two, if you don't know that last sentence, you send me a message and I will give that to you. Um, And we're really kind of playing with it because that's the whole point of that. It does not have to be perfect. And we let it be messy. And really to be able to release this and release the perfectionism that comes with it having to be perfect is a part of living vulnerably authentic. Mm -hmm. Um, and that would have never happened should I not have had the support to actually have a goal to complete this project.
1: I, I love that. And I love how you said allow allow yourself the permission to start, write, and complete your book. Because it really, it, it really is a personal permission. Because there, there's nothing else in the way. You're not missing anything. You're not – missing the right training or knowledge or anything like that. You have everything you need. And I love that permission piece. I love the way you said that. So good. So, so, so good. Folks, if you have enjoyed and written down, which I'm already like, I'm going to have, I can't wait to go back and listen to this episode (laughs) to write down the amazing things. Halinka just gives wisdom bombs and beautiful nuggets that I write down all the time then you must, must, must get your copy of Vulnerably Authentic. It is published on Amazon. You can go and grab that. It is in the uh, link in the show notes. But Halinka, if people want to connect with you further because they are going to want to after they listen to this podcast and especially after they read your book, what is the best way? Where do you want them to go? How can they get connected with you, work with you, all the good things?
0: The best way to get a hold of me is through my business, The Happy and Healthy Place. I'm there on Instagram and Facebook, and you can email me through the website.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Lincoln, thank you so much. Thank you for being vulnerably authentic. Thank you for showing up. And we can't wait for the next words that are going to show up. And we know they're going to keep coming because you're you're just brilliant and people need them. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Written Compass. If you are enjoying this content, do me a favor and go and review the podcast. This allows me to share and get these messages out to the people who really need them, who we want to read their books in the future. You can also go and share your thoughts and tag me at Shana Hartman underscore on Instagram. Again, this is just a way for us to get connected and share the writing love. And if you know that you are ready to write your book, that message that's been burning inside of you for a long time, then I want to talk to you. My team and I want to talk to you. Head on over to shaynahartman.com and click work with us. From there, you'll see an application to explore and see if writing your book is your next best step.